Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. This morning, I have the illustrious Claire Halton with me. Say hello, Claire. Hey, everyone. Good to be here this morning, bright and early. Yeah, well, uh, Claire's in San Francisco, so she's a little bit uh, behind the rest of us, uh, but waking up to a beautiful day there, I hope. Let me, guys, let me tell you a little bit about Claire. Um, so Claire kind of went all over the world at a young age, it sounds like, started in Mississippi by way of Sweden and Malta, winds up in San Francisco. She's been in real estate now for quite some time. Her, her family actually goes back 60 years with a footprint in real estate. She's a third generation realtor. So Claire, we have that in common. I'm a fourth generation realtor. My son, he's 23 years old. He's a fifth generation. So my mom was my broker for a long time. I know how that goes. Do you work with your mom or, or anybody else in the industry? So I actually do not work with my family in the industry. My mom is, you know, she's been an agent out in Florida. So she's lived out um, near Stewart uh, and Pompano Beach, Palm Beach are kind of her areas that she focuses okay. on. Okay. And uh, my, fa my father and grandfather are both <clears throat> developers mainly. Okay. And they've since been retired for quite some time. So they both live in Sweden. And mainly is, that is was that where possible for for uh, developers to retire. I didn't know that that I didn't know that that could actually happen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I mean, and they've been through it all. I mean, they, you know, my grandfather started as a brick mason and worked his way up, you know, buying uh, everything from grocery stores to strip malls. I mean, he worked from the oh, bottom up. Uh, that's and it's great. just been a journey for him. And he's just this little guy. I think he's like my height. He's a very kind little dude. Well, we can't tell your height from where we're at. So since we can't do that, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm six foot seven. Okay. Is that good oh, with wow. everybody? All right. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but so then Claire, you, you, uh, you've been in the San Francisco Bay Area for how long? So I've been here a little over four years now. It's, um, you know, it's interesting. I feel like I still have that honeymoon feel of San Francisco moving here for the first time. Mm -hmm. It is a very different, the real estate here, the market is so different from other areas. How so? Uh, well, they call it the wild, wild west out here. It's, you know, you can have, a, you can have, you know, multiple offers and close in four days. You know, I mean, there's scenarios where you close, you know, you've got cash offers, overbidding, you know, you're hitting way over the price uh, that, you know, pe people usually put a little bit under. But I mean, it goes, you know, four ways over, five ways over. I, it was one property out in Oakland that had 33 offers. Uh, wow. So you see a lot of just different things, you know, quirkiness out in Oakland versus San Francisco. Um, is that just because of the price point that you're dealing with? Is that the, the demographic that you're dealing with? I mean, the I think the common conception that what, what people believe about the San Francisco market is, A, nothing is cheap and only the rich are buying. Uh, well, I mean, the median price range is 1.4 million, so it is it's pretty high up there. I had a probate that was a it was a tiny little cottage. It was a beautiful home, but it went for over two million dollars. The probate sale. So wow. you see a lot of interesting things, especially yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, well, I, I I know that San Francisco Cisco is a beautiful place, and and uh, I know that the real estate market there is is quite different than what I experience here in Idaho or what a lot of people experience across the nation. Then you kind of hit on that a little bit. You have kind of targeted your niche, if you will, to to the probate portion of that. How did you how did you get into probate? I mean, that doesn't sound like a ton of fun, but but how did you wind up in probate? 
So, you know, I, I got my uh, license and I really didn't have too much mentorship because I had family all over the place. And I was like, how am I going to start here in the city? I moved, just moved here. I'm really starting on, on the ground up. And, you know, I just decided, what do I want to focus on? Two things I started focusing on were first time home buyers and probate and trust sales. And I started with, you know, basically I had a situation with my grandmother where, you know, she had passed and it was a whole situation where there was no will. Uh, you know, there was no trust in place. And I learned later on, oh my gosh, this could have been a smooth process for the family. We didn't have to go through all this. Uh, and then I was able to really per personally touch the clients that were in probate because they're going through a dis difficult time. Several beneficiaries, you know, are, are dealing with this. Someone's the administrator. And it's also an area that a lot of realtors don't like to touch because it is complicated. Yes. You have to be within like 90% of the purchase price, if it's court confirmed, you know, there's different procedures. Sometimes you may need to sell the property in six months for two years. And you really have to be a, a tag teaming with the attorney. So it's a really interesting process. And I started in a very hard niche in the beginning, but now it's, it's a very interesting place to be uh, with well, helping people. Yeah, and I, my mom uh, actually was, Margaret was in involved in an in a in a probate sale for a very good friend of hers and she she got involved with the real estate portion of it and and there is a lot of rules uh there is a lot that you have to conform to there's a lot that you need to understand but i think the thing that she enjoyed about it was she was able to be compassionate with a family in a time where they needed it uh, they needed somebody to, in her case, they needed somebody to, to make them feel like they really were on her side. They really did understand her situation. Is that something you incur, encounter much? Oh, absolutely. I mean, with, with all of these different clients I've worked with and people I've reached out to, it's usually from a very empathic approach. I think it's, it's frustrating for them when they might hear from attorneys from all over the place. Like that could be very um, salesy. They could be very... Um, pushy with some of these people. And I think you have to have a more empathic touch and it's really about building the relationship. Uh, another thing that I did was write a book on probate and trust home sales. And usually I send that to my clients and I say, hey, please take a look at this, read through this so that you kind of understand the process. And I'm here for you, even if you don't use me as a realtor, I'm here for you as an advisor. If you have questions uh, until you make that call with who you decide to trust. Uh, but yeah, it's a different approach. You can't, you know, it's you have to understand the situation. You have to read through and understand the beneficiaries, understand what's going on. And, you know, you really have to work with the family. Sure. And and so how how is it that in that niche you find uh, your best ways to, to market to that? I mean, I, it's not really a demographic. It's a stage in life, right? I mean, uh, how do you how do you find your clients? So I started from the very the very bottom and in a sense that I went right into the courthouse and I would go and connect with the attorneys there. I'd reach out okay. to the bondsmen and all the you know all the different people that are involved in the day in and day out of probate and trust sales. And you know at first I felt a little bit like an ambulance chaser. Uh, you know <laughs> I, my family has a little bit easy where they they've got everything you know they've they've got other book of business but I had to start right. fresh so. Right. I went in really one of the only women in there. It's a lot of men, uh, a little intimidating, but started building the relationships with them. And I started planning uh, specialized events for these attorneys. And then, you know, I, I had my book launch. Uh, and then, you know, I also contact the petitioners. So there's public court knowledge of petitioners that file every week. Uh, you know, I, I call them 
and uh, reach out to them and send them my book and say, you know, I'm here to be of service if you need anything. And so, that's how I started well, the business. Just to clarify, the petitioner is the, that is one of the heirs that is asking the court to help them decide what should happen with the with the assets of the estate. Precisely. Okay. Okay. Just so that you you know I'm pretty pretty easily confused. I just wanted to make sure I was tracking with you. So so you've got that you're you're reaching out to them in this time and saying, "Hey, here's a book based on my experiences." What, what let's talk a little bit about your book. I know you've written four of them and you've got a fifth one coming. We'll get to those uh, we'll talk individually about those a little bit later, but since you brought it up, what is your what is your book that you're sending out to your client? This book, you know, I um, I was about a year, two years into real estate, and I was learning. You know, I was just jumping in and learning, and I experienced several sales. You know, I we learned everything from project management to repairing a roof, trying to get you know obtain the top dollar. It was a lot of experiences that I went through, and I basically decided to uh, team up and connect with a, a you know quite an abundance of amount of uh, probate and estate planner planning attorneys. I wanted to do something for them as well. I wanted to find a way to build business to them and bridge a gap uh, for them as a way to get business. So I interviewed, uh, you know, quite a handful of attorneys, and then I put a lot of their information in the back of the book, uh, while also going through my own experiences and um, interviewing other senior agents that had been doing this for a very long time. And the main reason, uh, one of the many reasons to write this book was that I wanted to understand, I wanted to become an expert in the subject. I wanted to understand it in and out, blindfolded. You know, I just really wanted to get the nails in to understand the entire procedure and also show the client as kind of like a, a resume, how I would, you know, handle this property, what, how I would handle the valuables and, you know, organizing and shipping, uh, you know, how I would handle the process of selling the home. And so I kind of, try to have that in the in the hand of a petitioner, executor, administrator, so that they can understand it. And also they are not frightened with the process or they don't know, you know, they're afraid of the unknown. But if they have the information there, they're more likely reassured to to feel comfortable with someone who's a probate specialist versus a, you know, a realtor that might have come across this once or twice. Right. And so what's the what's the name of the book? So it's uh, 100 Questions Understanding Probate and Trust to Home Sales. Very direct, very to the point. I like it. So in that hundred questions, you basically, you know, I uh, my, uh, I know that if, if and when, when really something happens with, with my parents, we all kind of have gotten to that point. My parents are in their 70s. And, uh, you know, so we kind of understand what that's going to do. I can, I can understand how if this was a surprise or it wasn't planned for or something like that, all of these questions would be coming at you from left field and you would be trying to deal with it. So going through a hundred questions, give me one that you that you have in the book that nobody would really think of. Well, I think the number one being uh, you should, I would, I would definitely suggest putting your property into a trust sure. because a lot of people just do the will mm -hmm. and they don't attach the real property to a trust or anything of that nature. And then their property is probated. And if you think about it, that's 3% of the purchase price. So if you're in San Francisco with a $1.5 million or $2 million property, 3% is going to courts, probate estate attorneys versus yeah. spending $1,500 or $800 on a will that protects your entire family from right. having to go through the court and the, the procedures and, and, the, and the ties to the money that, that comes out of the estate. 
Sure. And it simplifies the process, right? Probate is a, is a lengthy process or? It can be. Yeah. Can. Yeah. So, so you've written this book um, and that's just come from your experience, right? I mean, these are, these are real life things where you've bumped into the situation or somebody's asked you or, I mean, how did you come up with a hundred questions? Very difficult. I think for people to spend 10 to 15 hours reading an, a, a, you know, a lengthy book. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do something that's, I'm going to write niches that I choose. So the first one is um, 100 questions, a first time home buyer in the San Francisco Bay okay. Area, should I? Long right. title. But each one is basically 100 questions and it takes primarily two hours to read the book. So it makes it a little bit easier for the consumer and the reader to say, I can get this done. I can read it and I can feel like I, I walked away with a nugget of knowledge. Uh, so it was mainly about deciphering the questions and which ones were the pertinent ones, which ones are the ones that are going to uh, be important to these uh, readers and help them understand. Well, the other thing that I think is beautiful about your book is it markets well to men because we will just look at the question we need answered right now. <laughs> we, we probably right? won't read the Correct. whole book at once. I mean, why would we need to know all hundred when when maybe we're only faced with three or four. So we'll just go right to that. Same reason we don't read the instructions until it's too late. Very but, true. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, it is very true. Very true. So, so Claire, you've, uh, you've been in the market now four years. Um, you've seen, uh, you've seen how, g give me, give me a, a, an example of where, you know, you've been able to help somebody with your, they started with your book. They, that it made them, you know, what, what, what's that, what's that look like in your, you know, uh, 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 an inside scoop on Claire's work week with a client. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I've been in real estate now three years. Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting experience just learning how to build and formulate your business and systems and get everything intact. In uh, with, uh, with different clients, I've had, you know, people reach out and say, oh, I have a question about, uh, you know, question about this or question about title. So, for example, I have a client that wants to buy an investment property or, you know, this is a first time home buyer. Uh, they have a question about lending options. You know, I could say, hey, go to page uh, 102, uh, question 32 in the book. And the, the answer is right there. And right. so I've been able to work with clients and train them to kind of streamline the process in a way that they can, uh, without asking me the question, uh, they're able to go through the book and read through it and find um, all the questions that they need. So I, I put out a little bit of the advisory part, and then I can kind of become a confident and friend and advocate uh, with the negotiation and finding the the the, the right property and uh, consultant in certain ways. You know, and I think when you talk about the demographic that you that you've worked with the two the two groups, the first time home buyer and you know the probate, you're really dealing with the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. You only do it once. You know, you're only a first-time homebuyer once, and mm -hmm. when you get to probate, it's it's an end-of-life process for someone, and it's the last transaction that they will have post-mortem. But it but it is it is the two spectrums that show where you have have to have kid gloves on both sides because the first-time homebuyer they have huge concerns. They're they're learning the process. They're new to it. You, you know. Um, they, they, they need to know what their options are. They want to see what other things are out there. They need to understand how to value the market. And I'm sure you probably deal with a lot of the same things on the other end where you have uh, children or heirs coming from out of town that may not understand what the value is. They, you know, they hear about you know, the San Francisco market in the news, but they're not intimately connected with it. They need to kind of 
get educated, get up to speed a lot like a first-time homebuyer would before that purchase goes down. Is that is that kind of what you're seeing? Precisely. I see a lot of the same questions and it's, it's totally understandable because it's a first-time experience. And with first-time homebuyers, it's more of a journey for them. They're excited. It's an adventure. And, and for me, I want to I want to create that atmosphere for them. I want them to be excited, you know, excited and enjoy the journey. And with uh, the probate and tr you know trust with probate, it's more of being a confident, you know, being an advocate, being there and helping make the process easier because it is an emotional process. And you know the 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 funny thing about what you're talking about there is you know I I remember. And uh, it was a little one-bedroom, one-bath condo um, in, here in Idaho uh, in 96. That one set me back, I think, uh, $79,900. $79, $79,000 was, was what it was. Uh, but I remember the excitement. You know, I remember being able to – it was mine. It was my own home. And, and, you know, I was building homes for other people, but those weren't mine. This was this was mine, and and now the paint color mat mattered, and what the neighbor did with their yard mattered, and you know all the things that you went through with that that were unique. I would put the home count in probably the twenties, um, you know, maybe closer to thirty, but the excitement's gone. You know, it's just it's another home for me. It's another transaction. It's what I do for work. It's it's how we make a living. It's it's all of those things. But I, I still remember my first home, you know, uh, and and I'm looking at at that and I can really see where that book would be so helpful um, with the new home buyer because it would answer so many questions for people before they even thought to ask them and would give them probably a real feeling of comfort that you had thought of things that they hadn't thought of. You had brought up items that maybe they didn't they didn't bring to the front of their mind because they wouldn't know to ask those. What are some of the comments you get from people that have read your book, Claire? Well, uh, from the um, uh, from the home buyer side, I get a lot of uh, you know, mainly positivity. They you know, and the and the fact that it's short, I hear, you know, I read it in two hours. It was great. And my boyfriend read it too in two hours. So it's like, okay, you're seeing couples <laughs> reading it together. There you go with the men again, right? He skimmed yeah. it in two hours. Okay, let's just be honest. <laughs> and and the thing is that, you know, it's it's short enough to make it fun. And you can, you know, you can do it together, like it can be a group activity. It's just it's fun to, to interact with your clients and get them educated. And um, so I see that with the book. Um with the second book, I've had clients that even didn't choose me. They went with someone else, uh, you know, and they would come back and say, you know, your book is what helped me. It's mm -hmm. reading that book that assured me and I was able to get questions answered where the attorney was busy. The realtor wasn't really there from, you know, or situations uh, where they just didn't feel like they were getting the questions answered and they weren't feeling that reassurance with yeah. the sale and everything. Um so, you know, I've made friends along the way with, you know, listing property and even people that have, you know, listed with someone else and still, you know, still stay in touch. Well, and, you know, Claire, it, it sounds like, I mean, not only did you come to San Francisco uh, without too many contacts, you you came and you started a new form of business for you. Um, and so you've built a network with your book. You've been able to kind of talk with or get acquainted with other realtors that have seen the book, that have had their clients use the book. How is that? How has that the books helped you increase your network within the real estate community? 
been promoting through social media. I've got the book out there through Amazon. I'm getting, I'm trying to get the book on the bestsellers list, which is my next, uh, you know, trying to build it up the ladder, which has been exciting with the, 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 the birth of the books and getting it out there in the sphere. Right. I feel like I'm a lot more well-known only having worked in this industry for now three years. Uh, you know, I'm working with a, a team that is doing a quarter of a bill, a billion in sales, has done a quarter of a billion in sales, uh, which is a lot, you know, it's quite a lot. And with a brokerage that is a tech, it's a tech real estate uh, brokerage that is, you know, basically launching out uh, all over the United States, but has started in San Francisco. So I got the opportunity to to work with them and learn their tools and proprietary technology and things that they um, they offer their wonderful agents. It's just a lot of opportunity to see uh, what how other agents conduct their business and learn right. from the best. It's been yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, I know in my real estate journey, I have uh, I had my obviously my mother was my mentor in a lot of ways, but I, I did a lot more development. So I was working with my dad on the development side, other developers. But I was always able to come back and and be mentored. And I know that there's so much in our industry in real estate that isn't passed on with books. It's not written down. It's not common knowledge. You have to have the secret handshake. You've got to you've got to be part of the club. You've got to have put in your time before you get the answers. But it sounds like with your books, you're trying to circumvent all that and kind of put the answers to the questions out there before someone has to ask them almost as a public service to them in the time that they would need it most so that then what they're doing beyond that is the best practice for how to do that portion of the business. So let's talk about it. You've written four. You've got four books out currently and you're putting out a fifth. So your first book was... A hundred and a hundred questions. First time home buyers. Uh, well, my first book ever written, I wrote when I was uh, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, it was called The Doctrine of Lucid Dreaming, and it was based on neuroscience, actually. Second book I wrote with my mother. Wow. Uh, okay. So say that say that uh, title a little bit more more slowly. Sure. It's uh, it's called The Doctrine of Lucid Dreaming. Okay. And it's a it's a book about neuroscience and dreams. Precisely. Okay. And you wrote that at 18? Started working on it around at around 17 years old, the book. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm not going to call you an overachiever because there's been a lot of people that have probably already said that. That is amazing, Claire. So so you go from that book. What what was your second book? So the second book is called, uh, well, I, I, I had my mother come to me and she said, look, you really need to write a book on dating, love, and sex sells that's basically the term that she used and i said okay so she said okay let's write about online dating and uh we teamed up and we interviewed five thousand people on their online dating experiences we interviewed people from actresses to ceos to even a priest that left the priesthood and went out and online went out and online tried online dating uh, so the book is called love sex and deception the chronicles of online dating and i wrote this book when i was 19 so i was Still trying to learn about the industry, and it was exciting to get on radio shows and to do. You know, we started running different events and things that were tied in with the book, and so it was kind of my end, I think, to traveling and creating my own LLCs, companies, and things like that. How do you? How did you get five thousand people to open up about love? 
So we started with a website uh, and we asked people to, you know, basically write out their stories. Come, you know, come contact us. If you have a really great juicy story to tell, uh, we're happy to hear it. We're two, uh, we're a mother and daughter who have dated online compared notes, have, you know, experienced a scene and it would be interesting to see what other perspectives are out there. And it was, lo and behold, I mean, it really was a success. We had a lot of people from all over Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, from everywhere, even Spain, that reached out to us and we did phone interviews. Uh, and I basically at 19 would annotate all these stories and put the story from the, from the perspective of, you know, this New York banker or this LA actress and the way that they talk or communicate. It was very fun to kind of summarize each story and, and get this out to the public. And it was traditionally sold through uh, Morgan and James book agency. So it was our first traditional publisher. So the next book uh, was actually 100 questions. A first time home buyer in the San Francisco ask, uh, should ask. I decided okay. to jump in, you know, into the real estate sector, uh, which was exciting. And I started that book, uh, moved over to the probate section, uh, 100 questions, understanding probate and trust home sales. And the third book is going to be uh, how to purchase your first investment property. Um, okay. 100 questions as well. So it'll be part of the series. And I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So I can see that now now you're starting to develop a thread where you're you're tending to focus on real estate. Any Are there any plans for uh, dating 2.0 or more dreams with Claire or do you? <laughs> Are you going to stick with the kind of the, the industry that you're in? I think definitely stick with the industry I'm in. I think I'm at a good age. I mean, I'm only 30 years old and, you know, I, I jumped in at 20, you know, my late 20s and it took a while. My family has been urging me to get into real estate at a young age and it took a while. I, I entered into a different realm for a while, which was marketing, PR, uh, running my own event company. I did have a restaurant prior. So I've, I've done quite a few different things in my early 20s. Yeah, and I'm ready to yeah. settle down from all of those uh, projects and really, really hustle and bustle, focus on real estate and building my own, you know, business practices and really becoming an expert in the industry over time. You know, it's funny. The one, one theme that I I can see because I I actually I built a restaurant and wound up uh, running it for a while. Uh, long um, story, but but we we have so much in common. It's kind of funny, but but the 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 thing that I see is when you look at an event. Uh, planning, you look at restaurants, you look at real estate, they're all a right now service industry. I mean, your client is calling you right now on Saturday at 7 p.m. or at Sunday at 6 a.m. or, you know, kind of like the event planning, you plan and you plan for the closing. And then all of a sudden, there's always these last minute things that kind of get mixed up and mashed up. And then all of a sudden, everything's on fire and the tent blew over and the and the party of seven turned into a party of 11 on Valentine's Day. And, you know, it's just all these things that happen that that I can see that thread with with restaurants and events and 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 uh, real estate, do you see that in in the way you look at look at your your career life? Oh, uh, absolutely. I think to be in real estate, you have to be a, a bit of an entrepreneur. You have to be creative and you have to go with the flow. It's 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 not, you know. There's a lot of um, changes within real estate. It's kind of you really have to improvise in, right. in some ways. Now you're doing your investment book. What is uh, wh where are you getting your 
where are you getting your uh, interviewees for that? How are you how are you finding that? Sure. Uh, well, I'm reaching out mainly through social media, and I'm you know I'm tr my goal is to connect with, of course. Uh, developers, real estate attorneys, uh, you know, I really also want to focus on laws with tenants rights and things like that. I think that's an area in San Francisco that you have to be careful with. You, you need to know some of these laws. And yeah. as someone who yeah. would invest, I want to know before, you know, jumping into something, what the risk assessment is, what the laws are. And uh, I'm actually teaming up with a with an attorney with my business partner, Justin Hedemark who, you know, has some resources as well for real estate attorneys and understanding the laws uh, behind a lot of this stuff. You know, and that's something that a lot of people take for granted. They just think, well, it's real estate. There's not a lot to it. And, you know, there's so much. And, oh, but I know everything about fair housing. But there's so much more than just fair housing. There's so much more that that is beyond that as far as how you actually do your business. So that, I think, will be a very needed book in our industry because there's so many people that want to be their own property manager but don't understand what that really takes and what level of exposure legally they're, they're putting themselves in. Um, and I have uh, I have a property management company. I've got some fantastic people that all they do is property management. They specialize in it for just that reason. So, but I see so much need in our industry for good communication, for good information to be put out there. Uh, and so I know that that your book will be met with with great success. So, Claire, what uh, I mean. So your your main focus for for marketing of your business of your of your things is is through becoming an expert from what this is what I hear you saying becoming an expert with with your books um, becoming a trusted source and then from there using social media to promote to to get your name out there uh, sure so I you know previously I had a uh, event planning. Uh, you know, company PR uh, beforehand over in Sweden. And so I'm kind of utilizing those skills now. So we're doing a lot of different events and webinars. Uh, we do uh, estate planning events and webinars. We do first time home buyer events and, and socials. So we're creating kind of a community. We're gonna be doing the same thing with investors as well. We'll create a social club for the investors and we'll probably uh, most likely use uh, some different social clubs in the city that are high ranking really build up the buzz with these events and creating the community of, of people that will, you know, in turn have this great community, but also trust us as the source, you know, for, for any help with, you know, having an agent, uh, you know, to property management, to, uh, you know, whatever it is that their needs are. So that's kind of the goal that we have. It's creating a tribe of people that are, you know, that trust us, first time home buyers, people that are dealing with COVID and trust, and then of course, investors. Let's bring this 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 build, building of of these of the tribe. How is our current situation with Patine? How is it affecting your plans on how you were building your tribe? Well, it hasn't. You know, my I've been working with the webinars, uh, the events that we've had. Luckily, we had some great events right before everything kind of hit with the COVID crisis. Uh, so I'm very thankful with, for that because we were able to obtain a lot of lead capturing and clients and build friendships. It was a, it was wonderful. We had our premiere for our first time home buyer. Um, you know, we've got a website as well that's tied to the book. Uh, it's firsttimehomebuyersf.com. And that is where people can go directly to see where the events are happening. 
uh, you know, grab the book uh, or the ebook and, you know, be a part of the community. Uh, right now we're moving virtual and it's actually going pretty well. Uh, we've got a webinar coming up uh, this month that is you know, how to protect your property in the state of the market, focusing on probate and trust home sales, uh, having a trust and how, how that helps your home and things like that. Uh, but it's going fairly well. I mean, I, business hasn't stopped. It's still moving. But here in San Francisco, we are sheltering in place and keeping right. busy. So are you are you doing more virtual gatherings or are you are you kind of on hold right now? What is what is your plan moving forward? Well, I have a few events that I'd like to produce, but I want to hold off until, of course, we see what's happening. Uh, we've moved to webinars and uh, we're pretty excited as a team where we're, you know, I've got several members on my team that I work with. Uh, we have someone that moderates uh, these webinars as well. That's a real estate consultant. And we kind of tag team building this together uh, through social media. So we have Instagram. We also reach out to influencers. I've got, you know, seven or eight influencers that are willing to cross promote through Instagram that have a total of 20,000 followers to 100,000 followers. So it's really just um, taking uh, taking leverage of the social media of Instagram and Facebook and then also CRM. You know, I hit, I've got about 2,000 in my database of my CRM through, the, through having these events. So- um, I just, you know, I have these tailored marketing campaigns that I'm able to send out for, you know, maybe attorneys or for probate uh, petitioners. Then I might have a webinar that I might send to first-time homebuyers or friends or people that I know are, are in the market or are going to start looking. That's excellent. Well, Claire, I, I really, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for your time this morning. And, you know, it's it's amazing to see uh, someone like yourself with such energy, such passion for what you're doing. Um, you know, being, I mean, it, when you look at the, the real estate world, four years in, three and a half years in is a very short time. Even though you come from a history of over 60 years in the family businesses of real estate, I really commend you for what you've been able to accomplish and and the forward thinking to be honest with your clients and give them a resource, whether they become your client or not, but to be able to put a resource in the community's hands that says, hey guys, when you're faced with this with this task, with this with this new experience, here's some here's some things to think about. So Claire, I'm when this has been a live event, I really want to thank you for being on it. When we repost it, on the other platforms that we have. We're going to have all of your information on that. But if somebody has a quick pen and paper, they want to write down, how do they get a hold of you easiest? Uh, well, you know, I'm on um, the team Helm Real Estate. So there's helmrealestate.com. Uh, there's also my personalized website, claireholton.com. And, you know, I'm, I'm found in Google. You can find my books through Google if you type in the names. Uh, you can find them on Amazon and on online platforms. Great. Well, Claire, I want to thank you again for your time. Unfortunately, with this live, when I end the broadcast, it severs our uh, communication. But really, Claire, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, thank you, Shannon. Thank you for having me. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.